0: Welcome to the top five, where each week I break down my top five takeaways from the NASCAR race. This week, Martinsville. Hello, and welcome to the top five. I am your host, Connor, and each week I take about 15 or 20 minutes to break down my top five thoughts from the race. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I would love to hear what you have to say. So please jump on my socials. Uh, You can go to Facebook and search The Top Five, the word five, not the number. Or you can go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Top Five. And tell me what you think, if you agree or disagree with anything that I have to say. Or if you just want to share your thoughts on the race or anything going on in NASCAR. I would love to hear from you. So, this week the circuit stopped at Martinsville for the last race before the championship race. There was a lot at stake on this race eight drivers competing to make the final four, the championship four, and race for the championship. It was intense, the drama was high. Let's get right into my top five takeaways from this race. Number one. So Martinsville was sold out. Place was packed. Looked awesome on TV. Martinsville is a track that I, uh, it's a bucket list for me to get to. And I'm slowly ticking off my bucket list tracks. I hope Martinsville, maybe next season is one I can mark off the list. Uh, Kyle Larson was on the pole. And also Martinsville is, and I've said this multiple times, NASCAR does such an excellent job placing tracks in certain situations. Martinsville is a perfect track for deciding the championship for. And of course, it's not just Martinsville that determines it. It's, it's a season's worth of effort and round-by-round round of playoffs. Uh, but the fact that it the uh, round of eight ends at Martinsville I think is perfect. Uh, Stage one was largely uneventful. Um, I think most drivers were going to kind of feel it out. No one wanted to be the one that caused someone to miss the championship race, right? So if you weren't a playoff driver, I feel like most of those guys were were mostly just ticking off laps. Uh, Hamlin won stage one. And then stage two, kind of the same. Um Nothing really crazy happened. Uh, Hamlin won stage two. So at this point, going into stage number three, Denny Hamlin had set himself up. He basically had done everything he could through stage one and two of the race to secure himself into the championship four. Uh, And an argument can be made, he did so in the previous two races uh, as he finished in the top 10 in both. But, The race doesn't end after stage two, and stage three is when things started to get uh, pretty intense, which is my next takeaway from this race. Number two. So early in stage three, uh, the first non-stage caution, the first incident caution happened uh, when Brad Keselowski got spun by who else? the story of the race, really kind of the story of the whole 2022 season, Ross Chastain got into the back of Brad Kay, and Brad Keselowski had been having a good day up until that point, uh, which is kind of a bummer to see, because he he's had quite a struggle this season. Uh, his first year as a, as a team owner and driver, he was able to rebound well, uh, but I was kind of bummed. I was hoping that Brad could could finish off strong. Uh, not that I'm a huge Brad fan, but I hate to see a guy as seasoned as Brad struggle like he has all season. Uh, but at a track like Martinsville, cautions breed cautions. So shortly after that, the number three car of Austin Dillon hit the wall, bringing out a caution. looked like a brake rotor snapped or broke. Uh, He smoked the wall hard. I'm sure he's still feeling that one. I'm sure he's going to feel that one for a couple weeks. Hopefully he has no concussion or anything long-lasting, just uh, soreness or a few bruises. But that was a a scary hit, and you don't really get a lot of scary hits at Martinsville as they don't really get as fast as they do at, at larger tracks. The trend of cautions did continue. Uh, when the 15 of landing castle got dumped, or I'm sorry, the 15 car got dumped. And then shortly after that landing castle had a brake failure. Uh, so after the castle caution 34 to go high intensity restart. Uh, I thought there's no way they make it to the checkered flag without another caution. Most drivers stayed out. Christopher Bell did go in and get fresher tires. Uh, and he was able to beat and bang his way to the front. He Once he took the lead, he drove away. And really, it was, everyone was racing for second place. And of course, the real race was for the playoff drivers. But Christopher Bell uh, was able to get the checkered flag. That's making it twice in one playoff run that Christopher Bell was eliminated from the playoffs in must-win situation, could not do it in points, and got the win. He did it at the Roval, uh, and then he did it again at Martinsville. That is really, really remarkable. That is the type of thing to hang your hat on if you can do it once in a career, let alone once or twice in a single season, in a single playoff run. Christopher Bell... And his team appear to be the type of team that, when their back's against the wall, they come out swinging. And when they come out swinging, they play for keeps. Good on them. Congratulations. Very impressive. But, of course, that's not what everyone's talking about. Everyone's talking about the absolute Hail Mary video game move that Ross Chastain did to get himself into the Final Four. And I think that that deserves a a complete uh, point of its own. Number three. So let me set the table for those who don't know, who are apparently living under a rock. On the final lap, Ross Chastain needed to pass two cars to advance to the championship four, and he wasn't in position to pass anyone. So going through turns three and four, he just left the throttle wide open, rode the wall, uh, let go of the wheel, Hail Mary-type move. He ended up passing four cars, including Dennis Hamlin. Uh, and not only did he get himself into the championship race by doing that, he knocked Denny Hamlin out of the championship four. It it was wild, unlike anything I've ever seen a generational move, something that we'll be talking about for years and years and years. Uh, and I really enjoyed the social media videos of people in the stands reacting or other drivers reacting. Uh, and then the mood and emotions seemed to change from the drivers after. Chase Elliott called it uh, embarrassing. Uh, this is what Joey Logano had to say about it.
1: You know, we all did it in the video game. <laughs> that's, that's how you made speed in the video game. That's what you did. Uh, <laughs> it's something we all thought about um, at, at one point. At least I thought about it a lot, but never really had the, the, the need to do it. But I've also kind of thought of how many races I could have won here <laughs> by doing that. Um, you know, as spectacular as it was uh, and as much as it worked, the problem is now the box is open. Right now... Every Xfinity race, every truck race, every cup race, no matter the track, this wall riding is going to be a play. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was cool. I, I mean, it happened for the first time. There's no rule against it. There needs to be a rule against this one <laughs> because it, it's – I don't know if it's you want the whole field riding the wall coming to the checkered flag. I don't know if, uh, if it's for one the safest thing for the driver or the fans. Uh, right when when you got a car right up against the wall hauling the mail like that, right? What if that catch fence uh, the the gate wasn't closed all the way, or or what if it bent and it caught his car? Like, yeah, that's that's a big big risk. Uh,
0: I agree that it's a big risk, but with big risk comes great reward, and I don't think it's going to happen every race. Matter of fact, I don't know if I'll ever see it again, and. Also I don't think that the outcome is going to be the same I think if uh if this happens again I think that you'll see a wrecked car and a driver that's uh you know didn't get the the success they wanted and then it won't happen again from Ross Chastain's perspective uh he, he was damned if he did damned if he didn't it didn't matter either way he was going to be out of the championship four. If he pulled that move and it didn't work, he was still out of the championship four. If he pulled that move and it worked, he was in the championship four. Uh, Which, it worked. So good on him. One thing that I read online that I found incredibly interesting is a Facebook page called NASCAR Banter. It's a great Facebook page. If you're not, uh, if you don't like that page or, or part of that page, do so. You won't regret it. Um, But I read an article written by uh, the admin Beast Boy Byron about looking at that move from Denny Hamlin's perspective. And I asked him to join me on this uh, to discuss that because I thought it was so well written. Uh, So I'm going to dedicate an entire point to that interview uh, for my number four. Number four. So for those of you who are on social media, I'm sure you've seen the NASCAR Banter uh, Facebook page. It's an awesome page, tons of content. Uh, every race, there's fun conversations. And I have the William Byron admin with me today. Uh, he goes by hashtag Beast Boy Byron. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for
0: having me. Fantastic. So I think we witnessed something last Sunday at Martinsville that, uh, we've clearly never seen before. What was your reaction in the moment when that happened?
2: Um, I guess, uh, in, in short, you could say shock. I mean, yeah. to elaborate on it. So like, I mean, we all know Martinsville's an extremely hard track to pass on, um, we saw that Ross Chastain was several spots below the cut line. Denny was just, just kept gaining spots, and Ross wasn't moving quite the same. Yeah. Um, we were all obviously impressed with Ross Chastain's, you know, playoff performance up to that point. But in those final laps, I, as much as I wanted to see Ross move forward, I kind of had that it's been a good year, better luck next time, kind of right. feeling. So then in that final lap when he just did the absolute Hail Mary move, it was that one of those jaw dropping moments. Absolutely. I like to think of it as like uh, the NASCAR equivalent of like the Minneapolis miracle for any NFL fans out there. Yeah, that, that's you know. Yeah, one of those moments where you're just kinda of sitting there staring blankly, questioning if you actually saw what just happened. Like, <laughs> right. like is, is yeah, is this is this real that this actually happened?
0: Yeah. One of my favorite reactions, uh, there's a YouTube video going around from uh, NASCAR and NBC, is Jeb Burton in the booth just losing it. Hands on head, cannot believe it. Yes. Uh, We did see years ago, and I don't know if you remember this, Carl Edwards tried the same thing in Atlanta against Jimmy Johnson, and it didn't work uh, because these cars aren't meant to bounce off walls at those speeds. Mm -hmm. So, So to do it and have it work is something that's so like you said so uh out there and hard to believe that it was just truly amazing
2: it literally felt like i'm witnessing a once in a lifetime moment like it literally literally being a part of sports history like years from now we'll be able to say that we watched it live
0: (laughs) yeah i I, I I, remember
2: i remember i was walking into restaurant like had it on my phone and it was on the bar tv and i was just absolutely shocked <laughs> it's one of the, yeah kind of like just one of those things where you'll remember exactly where you were and what you were doing when it happened
0: absolutely yeah i i was sitting in uh in my family room watching on tv and i literally jumped out of my chair because i couldn't believe what i had just seen yeah <laughs> uh so you put a lot of content on the nascar banter facebook page uh But what caught my eye and the reason I asked you to join me today was uh, you wrote an article uh, looking at this situation through Denny Hamlin's perspective. And now I think it's safe to assume you're a William Byron fan, being that you're the William Byron admin. Uh Uh, But what prompted you to look at it through uh, Denny's eyes and uh, and write what I thought was an incredibly well-written, well-worded article?
2: back yeah well let me preface this by saying i am really not a denny hamlet fan i've been like an outspoken like critic of his i'm not uh, like i I don't yeah however though i feel like he is a interesting case study in sports specifically nascar too it's um this is what I believe this is four times now or even just several times he's been how close to a championship and he just never seems to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's almost like um seeing that I got the same vibe that I would uh, that you would from maybe the 2006 Patriots that went undefeated or the Bills back in the 90s where it seems like they're perfect in every way. What Denny has the most wins with no championship three, uh, three Daytona 500 wins, two back to back. Yeah, any of the accolades you could imagine wanting, except the championship. And it's not from a lack of effort, it's always the crew choking. Or even how many times have you seen like this past Sunday? He did nothing wrong, he had a great playoff run, he kept his nose clean, hit his marks, finished in the top 10 every week, at least in this uh, in the round of eight. It's um. I hate to get get nerdy here, but I think uh in an episode of Star Trek I always remember uh Captain Picard once said, um, it's possible to commit no mistakes and still lose, and that's not weakness, that's life.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's it's that's insane. insane. Great analogy. It is yeah. it is hard hard to believe, and it is it's amazing the scope of fandom that uh you know that doesn't seem to follow it's it's almost like he should be the underdog and yet everyone seems to root against him except for obviously his fan base his core fan base
2: yeah it's just um like whether it be hamlin or even the you know 2006 patriots you don't have to be fans you can absolutely despise them and still understand how agonizing it must be to have it happen several times i mean we we can all relate to not doing anything wrong and being a victim of circumstance it's insane to just absolutely watch the kind of broken look in people's eyes as they're (laughs) you know these athletes that we idolize or people that we idolize are brought back down to humanity it's just one of those uh a simple way to remind you that no matter who you are, no matter what your accomplishments are, what you have, nothing, we're all products of circumstance and that's it.
0: Absolutely. And and it's also a uh, a reminder of what makes this sport so great. The drama and the the uh, intensity uh, is what attracts me to it at such a, a high level of fandom. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this, going back to the actual move itself. And before I do move on, I would like to recommend, go to NASCAR banter, like the page, search out that article. You will not regret it. It's an awesome read. Uh, but back to the move, uh, there were drivers complaining about that move uh, and saying that NASCAR should take action. Uh, Joey Logano said that once you hit the wall, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to advance. Uh, but today, NASCAR came out and said the move was within the rule rulebook. Uh, they white. Might look at it in the off season, uh, but it's it was a fair move and in, in Ross's uh, advancing to the championship four. What do you think NASCAR should do, or should they not do anything to prevent future moves like that?
2: I don't think it should be for prevented for the simple fact that I don't see it being replicated. It seems like uh, Joey Logano, other drivers, are making this big fuss, see, um, acting as if they might get copycat attempts. What Ross did was an absolute, like, Hail Mary last-ditch effort. He was, it's not something he wanted to do. Again, he was a product of circumstance. He did what he had to do. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, I, again, I have to compare this to, like, NFL because I do like to compare sports to each other. So mm-hmm. it'd be like watching Super Bowl forty two, seeing the David Tyree helmet catch and deciding to ban that. Yeah. I mean, David Tyree didn't catch it with his helmet because he wanted to. He did it because he <laughs> had to. He felt like it was really, like it's what he could do in that moment. Yeah. So, and further than that too, I see this is an impossible move. Like we saw, what Carl Edwards tried this and failed. Kyle Larson right. tried it at Darlington last year and failed. You know, I guarantee, if you, yeah.
0: Well, I'm Go sorry ahead. to interrupt you, but uh, you know they they call it a a quote video game move. Uh, but there's so many videos on social media right now of drivers on different versions of NASCAR games trying the exact same thing and failing. Uh, that That's how, you know, how unlikely it is that it was successful.
2: Even in real life, I guarantee take, bring Ross Chastain back to Martinsville, give him 10 cars and ask him to try this. I guarantee right. nine times, like 10 times out of 10, he will fail. That was one yeah. in a million.
0: Could not agree. And those, you know, David Tyree catches or or Hail Mary passes or last second goals or, uh, you know, what Ross did is what makes eyes tune in. That's why we love watching sports.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I agree. I don't think NASCAR should do anything about it. And, you know, the one difference between NASCAR and any other sport is if David Tyree doesn't catch that ball, they might lose the game. Mm-hmm. but he didn't he didn't ruin a two hundred thousand dollar race car trying that move uh, yeah so i think if if teams are willing to spend that money uh and they're okay with it, win or fail, I don't see why you could outlaw it personally
2: and personally but, i um, further than that, I just don't see this being a move that's replicated i think. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and ban this move, but it probably won't be replicated. And in years from now, we'll have somebody doing some other insane off-the-wall move we couldn't have predicted. And then what are you going to ban that? Is it going to be an endless endless stream of banning off-the-wall scenarios that will probably never be repeated? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Uh, So I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but before I let you go, I need to know who do you think gets it done this Sunday?
2: Um, I honestly couldn't say it's barring a couple of seasons. I feel like every single time we run into the championship it's it's unexpected. I mean, last year we all had a pretty good feeling Kyle Larson yeah. was going to win the championship. I mean he was just on an absolute tear, especially yeah, as unpredictable as this as unpredictable as a season has been i don't I couldn't honestly say um. Absolutely. I guess the safe bet would be the safe bet. I think it'd be Chase Elliott. I mean, he's got regular season championship, he's kind of been quiet all for the entire round of eight. He's been kind of quiet, or just the playoffs in general. I'd like to assume that he's been maybe saving his energy for this final round. Yeah, he's just gonna come out and shock us. I mean, he's been if he does, it's a smart tactic. He's been keeping all the attention off of himself and waiting for the right (laughs) moment to strike.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it'll be exciting either way. And I really appreciate your time this, uh, today. And, uh, I look forward to seeing what you have to post coming up on NASCAR banter. So thanks so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Number
2: five.
0: Thanks once again, uh, for taking the time to do that interview and don't forget to check out that page. Uh, so number five, looking forward, we have the championship race one to go. At Phoenix Raceway, kind of a short track, really more intermediate. Uh, But Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano are going to race for a championship. Uh, In all honesty, if you took off the championship and just watched this race, it's kind of a boring race. Because everyone just gets out of the way and those four drivers' race. But being that it's for a championship, the intensity is so high, uh, as always... I'll predict my winner and I'll be straight up honest with you. I am predicting this on what I want to happen and what I want to happen alone. I predict Joey Logano gets his second championship, the number 22 and 22, baby. Uh, but I could really see any one of these drivers. Uh, you can't count Christopher Bell out of any race, uh, especially when it's, it's an elimination race. Chase Elliott has done he's done it at Phoenix. He's, he's won the championship there. And Ross Chastain will do literally anything he has to do to win a race. So to say there's not going to be crazy drama would be uh, ridiculous. It, it's going to be a race that we talk about for years to come, I think. I really hope I'm right and my guy wins. But I guess only time will tell. So before I go... I would like to ask you one more time, please check out my Facebook page, Uh, just search The Top 5, the number, not the, uh, I'm sorry, the word, not the number, uh, or patreon.com forward slash the top five. And I look forward to breaking down the championship race after it happens. Thanks so much for listening. This has been The Top 5, and I'm Connor.